You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to Writing Momentum. We're so glad you're all here. Yeah, welcome. We're talking about something really special today that I'm I'm excited to talk about because it's something we've really been learning about even more in the last year, and that is Pinterest. Pinterest. Who ever thought we'd be excited to talk about Pinterest? <laughs> but we are. It we- is. I think a lot of people think of Pinterest as kind of just a, a fun little thing. They don't they don't see it as a tool. For well, I think some businesses see it as a tool, but I think for writers, it can be an overlooked uh, tool that yeah, we can right. use. That's right. I think we often what happens is we we look at Pinterest and we see it like a just another social network. You know, you've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. That's usually how we talk about it. But the truth is, what we've discovered is that Pinterest is not really a social network, not at its heart. At its heart, Pinterest is a search engine. In fact, it's the third largest search engine in the world, right behind Google and YouTube, which is owned by Google. So it's number three, which means there's a lot of potential to growth with it. There is. And I think the other special thing to note about Pinterest is why people use it. Yeah. One, it's very visual. It's very beautiful to look at. I, I don't know. I have definitely gotten caught up in the... Um, just surfing through Pinterest and looking at all the beautiful pins and looking at all the possibilities. But beyond that, I think Pinterest, people use it in order to find answers to questions. Yeah, and also to make purchases. In fact, that's what the research shows. Uh, and that's what push, Pinterest pushes when they talk to you know their investors in that, is that people go to Pinterest for the same reason they go to Google. They go to find answers and they go to make a purchase, right? There's something that they're looking for and they're hoping they find it on Pinterest. And because Pinterest is so visual, uh, a lot of times they'll find it. Because now if you haven't used Pinterest, it's kind of like using Google. It's got a search bar on it and that, but when you hit search on something, it doesn't just bring up a listing like Google does. It brings up a whole bunch of what they call pins, which are basically small images of the different items that it found as a result of that search. And then you can visually look through it and click on what you want. And so that, that's what can make it successful, huh? Absolutely. So Chris, we have been on a journey to find out more about Pinterest. And I was wanting you to talk to our listeners about that. What have, we, what have you been learning? What have we been learning? And how have we applied it to our Pinterest page. Yeah. So, so if you're trying to get people to find you on the internet, right, you can't just build a website. You have to have something out there that's compelling that draws people to it. Or it's usually what we call search engine optimization, right? Or SEO. It's having the right keywords on your page so that Google indexes them so that people find you. Well, that's how Google works. It goes out and automatically indexes everything out there on the internet. Pinterest is a little bit different. Pinterest doesn't automatically index the internet like that. Instead, what it does is it relies upon its users to create the important pins or the important links that other people should find. So 
If no one has linked to something, it may not be found on Pinterest. But then that means for those of us who are authors, there's huge potential because if we'll go out and link our material, then people have a higher chance of finding it on Pinterest right away because there's not near as much competition as there on Google. Does that make sense? I think so. And I, I think we need to break this down though a little bit because I know when I use Pinterest, I often am looking for home improvement. I'm looking for ideas for home improvement projects. I'm looking for ideas for home improvement solutions. I'm looking for fashion advice, uh, those kind of things, or, or inspiration of some sort. So how would you use Pinterest for the writer? And break it down for us with nonfiction and with fiction. What would sure. that look like? Okay, so... You're right. A lot of us go to Pinterest. If like, if I want to uh, find a good writing desk, I might go to Pinterest because I can look at all the writing desks and get inspiration and that kind of thing, right? But for writers, remember, people are going there to find answers. So let's say you have um, a, a book on leadership, right? And what you can do is have a picture of that book and put it on there with your good title. And if people are searching for things about leadership they may find that picture of your book. Or if you've written a Western and you've got a picture of your book on there, you, you could have that on there. So that's both fiction and nonfiction. But what I really like to use it for is to drive people to our website. Because, you know, we are all, if, if you've got a website, you probably have a blog, right? We all know that we have to drive people to the website, get us indexed by Google by having a blog. Well, what you can do with Pinterest is you can have every blog that you write, you can create a pin for. Put that pin on Pinterest, and then as people are searching for the different topics that you're writing about, they will find links back to your blog, and when they're taken to your website, that's where they'll find out about all your books. And so we do that with every blog that we write, with every podcast we create, we create a series of actually seven pins. And the reason we do seven is because we like to have five static, one animated or like a video pin, and one idea pin, which is a series of images, all linking back to that same blog or that same podcast. And then what we do is we schedule those over time. So we don't dump all seven out there on the same day. We schedule them over time so that hopefully people will find those blogs over time. And we've been working with a, a virtual assistant that's been helping us create all these and she's just been awesome. Uh, but you can do this kind of thing through Canva. If you've heard of Canva, it's for creating social media images. Well, you can create images for Pinterest really great on there too, and it's super easy. Or you can use Tailwind, which allows you to do the same thing. Those are two very popular services. But here's the great thing about Canva and Tailwind. After you create the pins, you can schedule them onto Pinterest right then and there. You don't even have to go to Pinterest. You can do it through the Canva and Tailwind apps, as, as uh, you can even through other services. So if you want to create a pin, you can then put it on Pinterest and then also put it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and whatever else you want uh, right from those services, which is pretty cool. Well, and I think one of the things that we quickly learned is that the idea of keeping up with every blog post and creating these seven different types of pins, whether they were static or whether they were animated or whether it was the idea pin, that that, even though they were simple, it became somewhat um, 
it be, it became a little bit overwhelming. We we had other things to do, so we had to figure out a way to do that quickly and easily and efficiently and still do it with excellence. And so one of the ways that we did that was to hire through Fiverr someone to create templates for us. So this designer created probably about 25 templates. And there were several, many that were static, several that were animated, and also the um, idea pin, we were actually able to use some of the static to create the idea pin. But... We did that so that then when we do have a new blog post, we're not starting from scratch every time. We already have these templates there that already have our fonts in them. It already has our logo placed in it. It already has our uh, colors that we're using. Mm -hmm. And so it really has created kind of a drag and drop kind of um, creation process. Yeah, you just put in a new photo or a new video for the background, you change the title, and it's pretty much ready to go. And and so it makes it very, very easy. Very simple. And the first time you do it, there's, there's obviously a learning curve. But over time, you can start creating them very, very quickly. So that was... That's how we did it, and I, I think, like you said, Chris, we could then take those and repurpose them for Facebook or Instagram and... It, it's worked really well so that we are constantly producing content. Yeah, that's right. So, in fact, if you want to use us as a case study, uh, I recommend you go to Pinterest.com slash writingmomentum. And when you do, you will see the pins that we used to have on Pinterest. They're still there. They're older pins. And then you'll see the brand new ones that we've created ourselves and had created uh, with our VA and you'll see that there's a dramatic difference between the two. The new ones are so much better now that we're using templates and we've gotten some help. And uh, they all create are very compelling, right? And they make you want to click through and go to our website, which then leads you to the free lead magnet that we have, shows you our books, shows you our trainings, and all that sort of thing. Well, and I do want to point out, too, that when we're using these templates that are using our colors, they're using our fonts, they're using our logo, that is tying into what we already have going on on our website. It also ties into all our other social media sites and and content that we're producing. And so that helps that helps create our brand. It feeds into our brand with the idea that when people come to us or when they're looking for something, they'll see those pins and eventually people will begin to identify them immediately as part of the writing momentum. Uh, That is a writing momentum asset. So um, that is what I think is the goal, no matter what kind of social media content we're producing, no matter what kind of web content we're producing or blog content, whatever, it all ends up looking, having a cohesive look, feel, sound, so that people will, your fans will eventually identify it immediately as your content. Yeah, exactly. So, so here's what we recommend. This, you know, we want you to have momentum in what you're doing. And I know all this can sound a little overwhelming, but here's, here's where to start. Go ahead and go to Pinterest.com and create your Pinterest account if you don't have one already. Go ahead and fill in all the blanks that they give you. I recommend you create a business account on there. It doesn't cost anything, but that allows you to have access to a few more analytics and grow in some business ways in the future. 
and then go ahead and send us the link to your Pinterest account. We would like to connect with you on Pinterest and, and follow you and support you. You can do that by going to uh, writingmomentum.com and click on the contact page to send us that or just email us at, at uh, accelerate at writingmomentum.com and we will be right there with you and uh, we'd love to see what you come up with. Absolutely. Well, Chris, before we sign off today, could you just recap for us exactly what we covered in this podcast? Yeah, so, okay, so where we started is that Pinterest, remember, it's not a social network. It's a search engine first and foremost. People use it to find answers and make purchases. And then we recommend that you use products like Canva and Tailwind to create multiple pins for every blog, every book, every course you have on your webpage and link all of those pins that you create back to your webpage and you can schedule them right there if you want to schedule them out. Those, they can also be repurposed for other channels if you want to do that. And then, of course, like any platform, you want to use keywords and links and relevant good content as you go through. Um, but so for your assignment for the week, go create your Pinterest account today. That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that this has been beneficial to you and that we are hoping that your writing always, always, always has momentum. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast We'd love to help other writers as they work towards their goals of getting their message and their books and their writing out to the world. That's right. You guys are awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer. One of the questions we get asked most often is, how do I get an editor or an agent to pay attention to my manuscript? Or sometimes, how do I get readers to buy my book? And that's why we put together a free PDF called How to Get Noticed by Agents, Editors, and Readers. Inside, you'll find 10 quick tips that are really strong to help give you the edge you need. If that sounds like something you'd like, download the free PDF at writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed. That's writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed and give your writing momentum.